Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. Well, Phil, it's been a great week. We're back again at Hoboken Coffee Roasters to talk bold leadership uh, with you guys. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. How many of you guys watched football this weekend? If you did, it was absolutely insane. My Air Force boys <laughs> pulled it out in the second half, down 21 to nothing. OU pulled it out if you're an OU fan, yep. so good for OU. A lot of great games. Michigan pulled it out against Indiana State. But here's the thing we're going to talk about today, and it applies to not only to sports, but it applies to your hiring process, and it's five-star recruits, right? Oh. You hear about it all the time. Yep. Joey's uh, the top 300 ESPN guy, you know, and, and he's the best of the best. Well, there's a challenge associated with those guys. Oh, there's a huge challenge associated with them. You know, we've been actually down that road ourselves with some kids very close to us, and they're, you know, it's there's something to be said for on a five-star recruit. Everybody bends over backwards for them. Everybody gives them everything they want. To be quite frank, a lot of times they face no adversity ever in their life. You know, everything's just kind of been spoon-fed to them, and that's a broad-brush statement. But because there's always exceptions to everything, but as a general rule, that's accurate. Um, so you you deal with that, but you also deal with sometimes. Um, the, the way you would typically coach or train or direct a player, an employee, when they're a five-star, sometimes you think you, gotta, you have to have a different set of rules, and there's nothing further from the truth on what really should happen. But what should happen and what happens in the real world sometimes are two different things. So, yeah, there's a lot of challenges that come along with with uh, signing, quote-unquote, that five-star recruit. Well, not only that, they have an elitist mentality. Like, yeah. you, you owe them something because they're on this list, right? They're that no good. Doubt. And honestly, just because they're, they, they're a really smart person, really exceptional in school or at their previous job, doesn't necessarily they're going to mean they're a good fit for your company. Well, because it's culture, right? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you don't have... If they're not a fit to culture, that should be the first thing everybody is looking at is, this is our culture. Yeah, this person's had tremendous success. They've done all these great things, but do they fit here? If the answer is no, it doesn't matter who they are or what kind of success they've had in the past. They're going to be a disruption to your culture and to your team and ultimately not worth the problems. You know, So, so you know, you've got to really measure all of those things but everything as we've talked repeatedly everything begins and ends with your culture and so many times people will see companies spend thousands and thousands of dollars and hours and hours of manpower to create this culture and this vision of what they want their culture to look like and they get caught up in the i call it the sexy factor right and they go oh geez this person maybe it's this young lady that was number one in the company in sales. And a lot of times you see it in the sales areas where you see this happen a lot of times. 
And it's just, maybe it's a different product line. Maybe it's a different industry. Maybe it's not so much. Maybe in your industry, it requires somebody to actually go out and call on people and to be very proactive as a sales rep. And where they've came from, maybe they were just really good at communicating once the person was in front of them, and they've never had to go prospect. And so you got to really measure these things and make sure you're also comparing apples to apples when it comes to what's made them successful in the past compared to what they're going to be asked to do uh, in your organization. Well, Phil, I think you bring up a great point, point. that's going to bring us to two questions. And these are two of my favorite questions. Are they a good fit? But more importantly, what if your best friend vouched for me? What if your best friend said they are the guy that you need to have with your company and we want him here now? What do you think, Phil? I think you're dancing around a bouncing Betty, right? And for those of you that don't know bouncing Betty, I mean, there's Claymore mines out there in the world, and this is a mine waiting to be stepped on. You know, there's you bring in so many dynamics into it when you go to a good friend, and in your example, best friend vouches for him. Number one, and I can speak directly from experience because the greatest lessons we've always learned are those mistakes we've made ourselves, right? And uh, I have picked up the phone and I've called a good friend or my best friend and said, hey, this guy is wanting to go to work here. I know you guys are close or I know you've worked with him in the past or whatever. And what do you think they're going to say? They're going to say, well, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great lady. He's a great this. She's a great that. And the reality is, is most times we shut down. We said, oh, oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah no. endorsed, so gosh. You Sally know, said she was awesome. Yeah. So well, I'm, Sally, we've known each other for years. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be awesome? So I'm done now. And it's you a train know. wreck. It's a train wreck. It is a train now, wreck. Now you've added the element of when they, when the, when the, when it, you know, when the, when the train derails or starts to derail and you're looking at your friend, you got a lunch date or you've got a social event, now you're looking at each other and it's that awkward Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands, right? I mean, you're just, you don't know what to say to each other. And it, it creates problems for you now on a personal level, not to mention all the problems you have now internally because you didn't do your due diligence, you didn't follow protocol, you didn't make sure they were a great fit. You just just said, yep, Sally says they're great, they're great. And so yeah, that, that's, that's a tough practice. What we've always done is, you know, I always am amazed that people say, well, I checked all the references, and you're thinking, well, yeah, they put down, the only, they put down references they know are going to be positive. Right. So as a employer, you got to be smart enough and creative enough to dig deeper and to ask references for references. Say, hey, do you know anybody that knows them? And try to get a few levels down. And a lot of times when you do that, you'll start peeling back the onion enough to where you start seeing some warts. You know? yep. and, that, and when you're hiring, you really should be approaching it from trying to find something that would prevent you from hiring this person, in my opinion. I think it's important to because then you're really digging in and you're you're checking all the little details and you're making sure they truly fit your organization. Well, I think that you make a great statement there, and I and I call them ugly babies, right? Yeah. There's ugly babies associated with everything, and it's not a bad thing. We all make mistakes. We all have skeletons in our closet. We've all done things that we're not proud of in yep. our life. That's right. But when they're out on the table up front and 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 initially, and you own you, them, and you own them, you can address them, and right. that's what you want to know: is this person going to own their mistakes when they yep. screw up? They're walking in, boss. On me, on my me. bad, yep. my bad. And if they do, then your, your research is good. But more importantly, and I think, you know, we kind of got into the challenges with five-star recruits sure. and what they can do. You know, I want mine. They get selfish. They, they don't have that work ethic in them. You know, I'm, I'm more a blue-collar blue guy. Give me a guy that's hungry and starving I, and wants to go out there and fight for something, and that's the guy I want on my team. When hiring, when hiring athletes, and we've hired a lot of collegiate athletes over the years, when hiring athletes, I always go to the coaches, and if it's a basketball coach, I'll say, 
give me. I want to talk to the two or three kids that never did anything that played the last 20 seconds of a game over a four- or five-year period, that never missed practice, that were walk-ons, that, that hung in there because they wanted to be part of something bigger than them, and they worked their tails off. Those are the cats I want to go to battle with. You know, the five stars, not that, listen, Adrian Peterson was a five-star, right? Pretty good football player. Um, but, but unfortunately, those guys are usually the exception to the rule. And you know what? All that due diligence was done by Coach Stoops before he was bought in. So they knew that he fit the culture. They knew all these things. And that was evident by his career he had at OU. And he never had a problem one. But, but I think that, you know, to get back on track, you know, you want these folks that battle. The guy that's in the wrestling room that, that never stepped foot on the mat in an actual sanctioned duel, varsity duel, because he was buried behind a three-time All-American. He just couldn't get on the mat. Probably a great wrestler, but he just couldn't get there, right? So give me that guy or give me the young lady that runs cross-country for four or five years. And, you know, that, those are the kind of people I want, you know, that, that have paid a price and sacrificed and, and committed to something when it wasn't easy to stay committed. You don't want quitters, right? You want people that hang with it, that get in there. You want the we're looking for the Rudy, right? Yeah, quitters and I don't we don't tend to get along very well. We want we, we, want, the, we want the five star Rudy. So that right. brings me this brings me to another question. What do you think a bad hire cost your company? Oh gosh, you, you see all kinds of formulas, and you'll see things if you Google it. You know, they, people a lot smarter than me have figured it down to the penny of monetarily what it costs you. But I think the cost is much deeper than monetarily. Yeah, that's horrible. But it destroys teams. It destroys cultures. It destroys the joy of your business. And that's a lot more valuable than the money. Yeah, money, money is obviously important. It puts you out of business. But you can survive a bad money decision if you catch it early enough and you make appropriate changes. When you louse a cancer in and it destroys your culture, it's years, if ever, that you, it takes to rebuild that. Because what's happens? What happens is, is people, other employees lose trust in ownership. They lose trust in leadership. They lose, they lose confidence in them. And it's just, it's just a bad, bad situation. So I keep thinking of that commercial where it says, you know, $2 to this, $4 to this, spending the afternoon with your son, priceless. You know, making the right hire is priceless. And, it's, and, it, and they will pay for themselves 100 times over when you have a five-star bad hire it's it's hard to survive those, especially if you're a small business. You know, it's very difficult. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It takes forever to build a culture and trust with your team yeah. and employees. And when you make that one decision that breaks that trust down, it's the hardest thing to recover from. And, and we can recover from money losses, yeah. but you can't recover as quickly from a culture challenge. Yeah, and I think that, you know, as leaders, you know, leaders are, we're held to a higher standard, and we should be, you know, but... You know, your rank-and-file folks who are the, the lifeblood of any organization, the folks that are out there, you know, carrying the lunch pail every day, making things happen, that's the lifeblood of your organization, and, and they're smart. And if they see you make an exception for somebody because you get caught up and enamored with them, they're kind of waiting for that deal to blow up, right? Human nature. Yep. And, and more times than not, it does blow up. And uh, you'll always see, I see, again, I, I'm picking on the sales profession for a second. It, 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 this happens in all different areas, but, but the sales is probably the most in-your-face type of where you just see it the most because it impacts, directly impacts clients and prospective clients and so many different areas of the organization internally. But, 
Yeah, you'll see sales rep. If you look at the resume, they were, they were number one in the company, but they've been number one at four companies in eight years. And you got to ask why. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, a lot of times they'll say, "Well, you know, that I wasn't appreciated, and I, they wanted to have me on this, that, and you know." Usually, if you dig a little deeper, that wasn't the case. Usually, when you dig they're a chasing deeper, this, right? They're, they're chasing, chasing a better paying money. job, That's and they're, they're not. They're, it's all about me. It's yep. not about the team. They're, I got to get mine. Yeah, I got to get mine. And yeah. and it's just, it's just, um, it's completely destructive. So, you know, you, you lose those people that were waiting and watching for that. For a long time, and, and many times you don't even most a lot of owners don't even realize it's happened because they just they're blind to what's going on. They just think, well, we just lost on this one person. No, trust me, you've lost on more people than just that one. Well, that's that's part of being out and about in your office. But here's Walking here's the next question office. I have for you. What I find interesting is with all the personality testing out there, with all the different types of things you can do to assess new hires. Why aren't companies doing it? I mean, these things aren't expensive. We, we offer some opportunities, yeah. Yeah. and, and I, I will tell you, we'll, we'll get to these in a second. What I'm going to tell you is when you understand psychologically who the person is and you know what their skill set is, because everybody has a skill set they're really good yeah. at. I don't Absolutely. care who they are. Yeah. Um, then you can make a more informed hiring decision, and there's less risk involved. Well, yeah, and I think, that, you know, and again, it goes back to culture. But you've got to, you do these things like the DISC or the Myers-Briggs or the SPQ Gold or any number of assessments. Um, you do these things, hopefully, not to just check a box. Unfortunately, I mean, I've actually had, I've heard sales managers on clients of ours say this when we initially engaged with them, is uh, they'll be telling a hotshot sales rep, yeah, I know, I know you're, yeah, I know, you don't need to take this, but it's, you know, I got to check the box. And that's really what they do with it. They, they give it to them. They take the, the assessment. They don't even look at it. They just throw it in the file. Well, that's checked off. That's dangerous. I mean, this, you're guessing on everything if you're not, not just reading it, but really understanding, analyzing, and knowing how it's going to impact your organization. So doing assessments correctly are, are just priceless. Well, you, really brought, you brought up SPQ Gold. I'm yeah. going to tell you this. So operator by nature that's where i love yep. to be i mean i yep. if it operates where i live so i took the test to see how it worked and see if it was worthwhile guess what it told me i was <laughs> they gave me my results said you're an operator i go no no kidding they go yeah. you're not a sales guy what are you doing here and i'm like i'm not a sales guy and right. these are skills i have to learn right. to do this and right. what i what i loved about it is it it hit me to a t it knew exactly who i was where i was going what i was good at but more importantly for me my development it showed me areas I need to think about and focus on. Exactly, because if you understand what you need to focus on, where you need, where there's improvement opportunities, then you can take steps that are going to fit your personality type, your learning type, your communication type, to where you can have success when interacting with potential clients. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to go from being an operator to, you know, a business development person, but it'll allow you to function professionally and effectively in those roles when you need to. And the SPQ Gold's priceless because it's just, it's so darn simple. <laughs> I mean, it, it truly is it such take, a... It takes, what, 30 minutes to take yeah. a test, if that? It's, yeah. it's not and hard, and it's and not expensive. No, it's, I mean, it's not. It's a hundred-some box or so, and it's, you know, it's just, it's an inexpensive way to understand, does this person have the basic building blocks to, first of all, be in a day-in, day-out sales position? And even takes it deeper to say, well, yeah, they do, but here's four areas that that they need to work on. So it allows you as a sales manager or a sales yep. trainer 
to immediately customize that person's training to where it fits them. And you're not trying to shove stuff down their throat that they quite frankly don't need, nor are they going to respond to. So it really gives you a roadmap to do your job as a leader. So it, it gives sales managers... Managers a development plan absolutely for every employee. So know exactly what they would from day one. Right, so you know exactly what you're working on, and I think we lose sight of that training and ongoing continuous improvement for our employees. Yeah. Um, Well, too too many times in sales, what happens is we don't use development plan as a positive. We use development plan as after something bad's happened. Yep. And the truth is, if we're really wanting to give these folks. Um, a great opportunity and really help them reach their full potential. You're working with them on a development plan with everybody the first day they're hired on, you know, and it helped them hone their craft and to sharpen the sword and to just be better at what they do professionally. I mean, that's, that should be an automatic, but what do you think? 10% of companies do that maybe? I think if that, yeah. So last thing I'm going to, we're going to close with this now because we're running out of time today, but the last thing we're talking about, personality test. And yeah. we're going to get into this at ad nauseum yeah. through the p- podcast. But when you talk about a disc assessment, we've talked about it before, you get to know what this person, what their personality is good for, right? Yep. Some people are good at some things, others aren't. And th- these two tests, a personality test with a with the SPQ Gold, is going to allow you to make better hiring decisions. Do you no agree? Doubt. No doubt. It's going to give you a picture and a, a good predictor of how they're going to fit in, how they're going to respond, what kind of success they're going to have. I mean, it's uh, they're just invaluable. And like I said, it's you know, you're making, in many cases, multi-million dollar decisions based on who you're hiring. And sometimes people don't do that because it costs a couple hundred bucks to do an assessment. And I, I've never, I don't get that. <laughs> but, but that, but you I don't both, get it either. We both see Absolutely. That, I mean, it's just, well, that's awful expensive. I'm smarter than you are. Yeah, the like, hiring manager, the HR yeah. person, I'm oh, smarter yeah. than you are. I've done this for 22 years. Right. I, I know what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. guys, guys and gals, there's just too much, too many tools out there and to help you be better and yeah. too much at risk yeah. to not make smart hiring decisions. Yeah. And every small company can do this. You don't have to be you know, Devon energy to go through this process. Right. You don't have to be GE. You don't have to be Ford. Right. Um, we can help you and we want to help you. We want to see you be hugely successful in what you do and make smart decisions from day one. Absolutely. I mean, that, because that's ultimately everybody's goal is, you know, you, you've got the 30,000 feet stuff and the big picture stuff, culture and, you know, attitudes and all those kind of things. But it begins and ends with understanding who you're working with and how best to help that individual. I mean, if, you know, there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all when it comes to human beings. And, and also, as we've talked, the, the DISC assessment's a wonderful way for us to learn about ourselves so we understand the areas that we need to get better at uh, when helping people and when working with people. So it's, they're invaluable to an organization. So here's the challenge for this week. Go online, take a DISC test. There, yeah. there, there's a thousand out there. See where you are. Yep. Have your employees do it just for fun to see where they are and then have a discussion, right? Yeah. That's your challenge this week. We'll send you a link to a disc test out there for you to look at and check the results out um, on the podcast. But we love having you. And for this lesson, bold leadership number 40, 40, 40 we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review. 